Elise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Elise with the assist. Coming to you straight off the heels of a historical performance last night in Chester, Pennsylvania. Uh, Houston Dynamo wrapped up a, what was it, franchise worst loss, 6-0. Uh, I watched it today. I was actually, I'm here with Rudy. Rudy, say hi. What's up, guys? What's uh, up, Houston Dynamo pod fans? I don't think, you don't have to keep your mic muted. We're not that professional when it's just two people. No, I know. I just, yeah, anyways, you're good. I'll keep it off. Yeah, because if, if it lags, then there's like those awkward pauses. That's true. I try to be pretty quick being the host of the other show. Uh, I usually try to be the one that kind of, you know, unmutes myself pretty well. Yeah. Sometimes I leave, I forget mine's off and I'm over here like making noise. And I forget. So, dude, dude, all right. I, obviously, I wasn't in town. We went out to the Golden Nugget for the weekend, which I will tell you was a lot of fun and way better than what you guys went through watching that game last night. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went and saw Rick Springfield, the guy that sings Jesse's Girl. Not like for, – for, we snuck in. Like we went there, and I'm not even fucking lying. We went there, and I was 30 bucks for a ticket, but we were late, and we didn't have tickets. So I was like, look, just keep walking. It was just two ladies at a table, Right. Like wearing like their hotel vest. Yeah, I was like, just keep walking. They didn't even say hi. They didn't say a word. But I had on like a an 80s shirt and stuff, and she looked good. So yeah, we just went in and saw that. And right around the time his shirt came off and he played Jesse's Girl, we finished up getting hammered. And that's when I Googled it. I was like, Houston Dynamo. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And then I watched. And uh, Steve Clark, I think that was the turning point. When Clark got hurt. And Nelson came in. It seemed to me like that was when it all went downhill because it we didn't look great at first. Or was it just you think like that Philadelphia hadn't really developed the rhythm of exploiting our space? Because goddamn, we were open. Yeah, I mean, before this game even you know began our the uh, in our podcast, we didn't even really touch on Philly. We gave it as a loss, like we assume. That it was going to be, you know, 2-0, 3-0 match, uh, you know, thinking Clark was in it. And like you said, once he got hurt, you can kind of tell he was not feeling 100%. So it just made sense to get him subbed out. And it's not a knock on Nelson by any means. I mean, I'm sure Clark would have gotten score a couple more goals as well. But, yeah, it, it definitely – it went from, like, you knew it was going to be bad to, like, it went terribly wrong. Yeah. And – uh if you listen closely throughout the match, oh Jesus! <laughs> if you listen closely throughout the match, you can actually hear Michael Nelson's career dying. Like you can hear it. I think that dude last night, his confidence is, is absolutely gone. Yeah, I I I think that night might have actually ruined his career because there are teams that are going to look back at his career and they're going to look at these big games and these when you were thrust in and you weren't ready. Yeah, how did you perform? And, oh my God! I mean, we were. Philly's good. Chester. Mm-hmm. They play in Chester, which have you ever been up there to the Philadelphia I area? Yeah, I got to, with no, Chester? I, yeah, I got to go to a game. Uh actually the last time they played against each other in 2019, I was at that game. 
hey, what is Chester like now? Because when I lived up there, yeah, it was one of the roughest places I've ever been to. And I've been to Newark, New Jersey, Camden. Yeah, um, and I think that's kind of like it, when they built the stadium, it was still, you know, a thing, like a t- kind of dying city, a lot of crime and stuff like that. And I think that when I was there, you can kind of get those feels kind of like um, – Like how Edo used to be? That, you yeah. know, we were talking about before we, we uh, jumped in here. How historic but basically, they are? Yeah, you, it's rebuilding. You you can see a lot of what is it gentrification? Is that yes. a good word to use? All right, yes, cool. yes. That's a big need... word for me, man. I believe I, I can't believe I didn't stumble on that, that one. But that's that book behind you. It's paying off. Paying Bro, dividends. Uh, for real. No kidding. Um, do we need to define gentrification for my listeners? Yeah, I'd say you do, should because the first time I ever heard it, I had no clue what people I were didn't talking know. about. It basically it's just a fancy way of saying white people buying up things and charging the rents up, moving mm-hmm. everybody of color and low income out <clears throat> to retake the area. Which uh, happens everywhere. Um, Ted Siegel, I guess he does it too. Our our owner does it. Hey, so. you, if you're in real estate, that's basically what you're doing. You have to. It's it's you're here to make a life for you and your family. Uh so yeah, Chester. Glad to hear it's on that come up because man, it was it was really bad. So, a girl I served with, she lived in Chester, mm-hmm. and I just remember going through and driving by, and it was just like really rough looking row houses. Did you? This is, I guess, to stay in that topic. Did you ever watch all the uh, uh, MLS, the movement with uh, Kellen Clark? I mean, Kellen Carr, sorry. No. MLS movement? Yeah, you've never seen those? Okay. Make yourself, you have to watch it. I know that you've got into the MLS in the last, what, six, seven years. But I think that's how long they started them. They're over, but long story short, they're about 20 to like 30 minutes, depending on the episode and there's not many of them but they go to like each city uh that had an mls team so oh, far cool. and one of them is they do like the philadelphia union and they actually most of it spent on that on the city of chester yes. and kind of how they're trying to so i would man yeah google uh youtube it's on it YouTube. was up there in like in terms of murder capitals of the country it was yeah. a top 10 it was a top 10 city i'm not even joking but that's no good, no man. no i believe it man so I didn't know what happened with teenage. And when I saw, St- first of all, I'm, I've been done with Parker for a minute. He, yeah. and then, but there's nobody else. But then when you Steris went in too, who's been worse, I would say, yeah, worse. Last time he started a game, he gave away a penalty kick, like in the first 20 minutes. He tried to do it again, but VAR saved him, thwarted his evil plans. I'm not sure that Steris knows he plays for Houston. But when I saw that, I went, oh, no, that explains some of the, some of the problems. And then I looked up top, Olferson's out there, eh, Fafa, a guy that's a counterattacker, but we play a possession system. That doesn't make sense. But the back line, did you see the ratings on Parker and Steris? Fours. Like, They're in the fours. Yeah. Four nine, four seven. Zeka was like a four five. Oh no, four six and four seven. Yeah. Four six, four seven. Zeka and Lundy were like five. Zeka, Zeka has no ability to get back defensively. Speaking no, of him no. briefly. And he looked, he did not look happy out there. Him and uh, Barreda, Sebastian does not look happy. Fafa looked a little, a lot of them, man, hands up, mouths going at each other. But it would have been good to see Sam Junka. We could have scored if he'd have been in. So, what do you think, man? Are you Naga out yet? Because I know we've talked about this. Are you there? Yeah. So, yeah. No, no, no. no. I, I'm definitely not Naga out. Um, okay, and, and the funny, funny enough, man, I was, you know, after the game, 
uh, after watching it live, you know, having conversations with my the group from Dynamo Theory. And then the, uh, Christian would tell you, man, I was just on Twitter, man, just backlashing, uh, not necessarily bashing people, but. You know, you hear a lot of the Naga out, and there's really no plan. Like they're just Naga out. That's it. There's not really uh, some kind of plan that they can think of. If that yeah, makes who's sense. who's coming who's to replace who them or in? right? And and my thing, my biggest thing is that is that's the fact. Like the whole, you knew going in that this was a rebuild, right? You knew that this is a new head coach. You were gonna get him the opportunity, cleanse his roster up, even though. And I think that's where people hang themselves is the fact that, well, you know, the front office said we were going to make the playoffs. And so if we don't make the playoffs, they it's said it's the goal. And it's like, you, what do you want the them to tell you? You wanted them to tell you they were going to be the worst team on the conference again. Is that what honest, you wanted to hear? Be like 10th place or higher as a win this year. It, it And I think that's like the frustrating thing of, you know, people that are just completely like Naga out uh, mentality. And so after the game, you know, the guys from I guess it'd be a plug. And then I don't want to bash anybody by any means, but uh, the, uh, I don't, you know, the 713, so almost 713 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. they do that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was just there listening. They asked me to speak, but honestly, I, could, I wasn't able to, like I had my kids around me, but just listening, you know, we had they had Alex Para, who is the uh, Spanish narrator, and uh, Victor um, in there, and it was great to see. You know, Victor is, pro- you know, he's been doing it forever. Like the whole media stuff. Like even, you know, yeah, Dynamo Theory has been there for a long time. I myself, you know, I work a full time job. Like I try to, you know, keep a, a, a everybody informed as possible. All we do, you know, in Dynamo Theory, we work full time jobs. This is, this a passion of us to try to inform the fans and it was great to see victor kind of basically saying the same perspective like okay so you fire nagamura what happens now like it's it's just what are you gonna do if you fire nagamura it's you're gonna get another coach that you're not gonna get a pep guardiola you know you're not gonna get you're not getting anybody that's won anything Exactly. You're going to have to get another young guy that needs a shot and that's what's going to happen. And then it's another rebuild. What he, a new coach comes in and he's like, I don't want Ferreira. I don't want Acha Acha. Like it'd be starting completely over. And yet again, you're going to be in the vicious circle of fire this coach and it's going to be okay. Next coach, fire this coach. And you know what I mean? And what player is going to want to come here and play for a coach? that's not going to be a coach in a year. What yeah. coach is going to want to come here when it's a revolve? That's exactly mm-hmm. what I said. Uh, oh, and with with Joey or, or a and, fifteen minute one, same thing. Yeah, and and I think you know even you had that good perspective. Of like, if you really look at the squad, you know all those guys that were brought back were before Nagamura was you know announced as a coach, which is normal, right? It gets to the point that you're running out of time. You have to make the executive decision of you know who's the best out of this worst uh you know players that i have and i think if you look back and look who you know was trimmed last season i think uh pat onstead did a great job of like getting rid of you know wasted fat and you know you have players like that you know they left the club whether it be like a minor figure uh, you know 38 year old doesn't have a club you have an eric McHugh that went you know what like bony bony too somewhere yeah bony uh, Marco Maric, you know, went to like a 
really bad team in Greece. You know, you had, I think the only one that is maybe a is the only one that obviously still is doing well in MLS. You know, Alejandro Formayor barely plays with Oakland Roots. You know, Ariel Lasseter struggling. Lasseter, dude, he has less goals than Corona. Where is Corona? It, yeah. Mexico? No, Corona ended up going to Sweden somewhere. Oh, good for him. You know, got loaned over there because, again, no one picked him up after he got waived. So technically, we still have his contract. See, here's the thing. Like, I think people are – I was not expecting the results to get worse after Ache Ache. That's what's for that's sure. what's got me. I was yep. – I would have been happy, and I was. Where we were, we were like, what, were we 10th or 11th when he came in? And I figured if we were 9th or 10th, we were within striking distance. When he came in, things would change. Dude, they've gotten – they've gotten worse. And that's the concern, and- which – People are starting to say he does. I, I'm not familiar. I don't follow Ultra. I don't follow sure. Herrera. But they say this is what he does. And I mean, I've never heard this until today. Is I mean, is that true? Like, is this a thing? Does he split teams I up? I don't think that's the case at all. If anything, you have to see who would play since he arrived. We've actually played very good teams, you know, other than maybe San Jose. Um you know, you face against you. You play Dallas, who are you know a top team right now or this season. They've been playing very well. Austin, another top team against San Jose that we beat. Then you played Minnesota, another top three in the yeah. in the Western Conference. And you play the number one team in Philadelphia Union. I think people are just missing the mark that we are going against really good competition right now. I should have looked at the schedule before I got all happy he arrived. <laughs> like shit yep. postpone his arrival his arrival <laughs> but yeah man it was it was a lot louder with these nagamore out folks and i put like a meme out or something about them being the lunatic fringe and not whatever uh, i love that man <laughs> that 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 thing is sticking every time that like that happens because uh, yeah it's like don't get me wrong like i don't think none of us were like extremely excited when nagamura you know was announced as a coach but it made more sense than than even trying to give like a Jaime Lozano, which I mean, I was high on because obviously he was successful, you know, with the Olympic teams and stuff like that. And he was another coach kind of uh, on the up and coming per se. But but he, you look now and, and you just see the um, I don't know if you got to listen to the uh, Pat Onstad interview with Glenn Davis. Just I read the know. transcript. I read yeah. the parts of it. Definitely, uh, you know, the fact that he's just telling you how it is, how like maybe Tiago was a mistake, how, you know, there's things that they have to iron out, how um, getting a green card for the players right now doesn't really matter till like the beginning of the season. So there's a lot of things that us that follow MLS to an extent are really not familiar with a lot of the rules. So just imagine somebody that had never even been a part of the MLS. You know, yeah. what the hell you'd be like, wait, we can't do this because, you know, we can't have 15 internationals. What are you talking about? What What is a college draft? Like, they'll be so lost. <laughs> I just I don't think they've that group has looked at this season realistically like we were dead last and we were last considerably the previous year. We got new players in. We got we've improved the roster, we I think, on paper. We'll see mm-hmm. it by the end of the year. But this coach thing, but man, why what is gonna pull anybody here? Ache Ache wasn't signed yet. Mm-hmm. He wasn't coming. There's nobody who's won anything. 
that's going to come here. And I, we just, I hope the front office doesn't listen to social media, man. They hammered the dynamo account. Last oh night. Yeah. yeah. When they posted six, nothing final. I, I've never seen 130 replies to a Houston dynamo official post. Yeah. I saw 130 today, which is great. I like the ones that don't follow the show. That's how I build my base. Um, thanks guys. Thanks for keep losing. It helps us out. Uh, but yeah, they're just, it's so knee jerk. There's no plan. You do this every time. Look, look, we know what the problems are. Yeah. Up top. We, we, we weren't, if you actually look at the stats shot wise, our shots were in bad position because they played phenomenal defense. Philly are fucking good. Yeah. They're very really good. good. Yeah, they're yeah. physical. They're fast. They're a good blend of like everything. They play very well and they're organized. Yeah. I've never seen a team that organized. No. They're the give and goes just smoked our defenders. Our defenders, Parker yeah, how many like given goes they do like inside our 18 yard box? You know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous the way they in very like you said, tight spaces they can get around everybody. Yeah. And that's that group is also saying, play the kids. No, we're six points out of the playoffs. That's only that's only two wins. That's mm-hmm. I mean, other teams have to lose, but we're six points out. Unfortunately, our kids are not better than what is being put on the field. They're just not. Because if they were, people would have been trying to purchase them or they'd be playing. You know, like the guys that coach these kids, these these players, they know more than us. They're with them all the time. We see them in limited things. And, you know, on FIFA, Danny Rios is a god. But it's like, no, they're not better. And, you know, obviously Marcelo Palomino scored for another free kick. And people are like, oh, well, he doesn't have time in, in the first team. Dude, it's nope. a free kick. Nobody rates him. I'm a I'm a huge, you know, Palomino fan. Um, just overall, right? Like, you know, as as a person, as a player, but he's not MLS ready, you know. He's not even Dynamo Dose ready. Like he struggles um to to be that critical, you know, player that that uh is able to allow for his team to get any creative status sometimes. Come you know, he'll give 10. one or two passes, but yeah, he gives one or two good passes. But watch him throughout a game. You know he struggles to find a place, and because of that, if if people if you know Nagamura throws him in to the first team, I think it's a disservice to Palomino because he'd be the same thing as like you just mentioned about. He didn't Nelson, look good right? against uh, RGV. He didn't look good. He played in that uh, game, didn't he? He uh, well, he came in later in the game. He's it, actually the one that gave the the pass for the goal. Or was it San Antonio? He's. I've seen him play and he did not. Yeah, so I think he played against San Antonio. Okay. He, I'm confusing yeah. him. Yeah, no, he he didn't look good. And no, but no coach that's been here has said yet he's ready. And he went right. to Europe and came back because he, he wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Nagamore is going to keep his job. Yeah. It was it was the worst loss in our history, but we're not a soccer town. Apparently, we're a baseball town. Boston, the Boston Red Sox, that's a baseball town, and they got beat 28 to five like last Thursday. 28 to 5. That's a football score. That that's a football score in the game of baseball in a baseball mad city. Granted, they've won stuff. And nobody's saying fire, fire Alex Cora. Like, chill out. This you have this. I I think I oh, mean this is gonna be the part where our season changes. Yeah. I think maybe this this the, is rock bottom right here. Oh yeah. You know, even if you end up again dead last in the conference. You know, it's it's been done before. It's not new to us, but no. getting what you know historic loss 
uh, then it's just embarrassing, you know. Now I it, will say this, man. You know. Uh the players that played the full 90, I never looked at them as not trying. I never looked at Fafa and said he's not trying. Right. I never looked at Thor or Lundy and said they're not trying. I never looked at Ache Ache and thought he wasn't trying. They, they did a great job defending him. Yeah. The way they strategized him, they, they took him out of the game a lot from the middle. They made him operate from out wide. Now, there are players that – a few. I don't think Parker and Steris – I think they try. I just don't think they're good enough. No. Like they move like school buses. Watching them turn is like watching my blind grandmother turn. It takes a long time. And maybe this is the point where the players – that haven't been pulling their weight and the players that have, like it finally comes to a head. Like it could be our Alamo. This could be no. like Texas was born out of a massacre. Maybe well, we'll be reborn out of this one. So, yeah. And I mean, I was just going to add that, you know, I, I think a word that has been thrown often, and I don't think people really understand it. It's uh, evaluation because you know, Nagamura, again, he jumped into this squad. He basically, every single player gets a new start with a new coach. And Nagamura's job is to evaluate the team that he has so that he keeps the players for next year that he wants to keep out of those and then completely just get rid of the ones that are not working or not fitting his system. And it is not, you know, this is not... um of you know video games that you're able to just like get rid of 20 players and bring 20 players in it just does not happen that way it takes time if you really were thinking that in six months you were gonna have like a brand new spanking dynamo you know hitting you know all cylinders and making it to the playoffs man you need to go and you know get checked you know, because a doctor is going to say you're delusional. They don't, they don't understand realistic goals. Mm-hmm. Like a realistic goal is we finished last, last year. Let's finish top. Let's finish middle of the table. Let's finish top 10 this year. That's a realistic goal. Yeah. Some of the goals we got are off playoffs. HH didn't come in. Everything's going to be <laughs> roses when we go to the playoffs. And then in three years, four years, we'll be just going out. But I, man, I don't, I didn't know it was going to be. I didn't expect it to be like this bad, yeah. like last night bad. It was that was eye opening. Like all right, and I yeah, and, and like I said, it was it was a it was a, uh, it was a perfect storm, man. Because like I I think we most of us read that it was gonna be you know them ha- they haven't lost they've only lost two games they haven't lost at home they are first in the uh, in defense in the Eastern Conference they're like you know seventeen goals all season scored exactly against them. <laughs> They average it's like it's like 0.6 goals xg a game. It's ridiculous. If you really thought that the Dynamo were gonna get points out of that, again, it, I'm sorry. I I apologize in behalf of your stupidity of seeing the fact that the Dynamo were gonna get points out of that. I'm a huge fan. I think everybody that does podcasts or tries to follow the team are really big fans, and but you have to understand that realistically you're not going to beat some teams and that's okay it's a part of it now being embarrassed 6-0 yeah that's rough and there people are like well that should never happen we've seen germany beat the crap out of like or was it germany beat the crap out of 
Brazil 7-0 or something like that. Bayern like, Munich it, beat Tottenham 7-2 in the Champions League. It happens. Back, man, it happens. It, it just happens. Some days are just not good days. And losing your starting goalkeeper, you know, 15 minutes in, it's, you know, it, it's it just adds to that. And, and it, just, it, it just works against you sometimes. Yeah, I uh, they booed Clark. He was actually hurt, you pieces of shit. Like he doesn't just come out. He was actually hurt, and they were booing him. Like that was kind. Of, I mean, I get it. They thought he was. Oh, it's Philadelphia. They threw fucking. They threw fucking. Wait, aren't you from Philadelphia? I'm from very close. Okay, I'm okay. from about forty five minutes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, man. They're the fans there, bro. They're rough. Like how our reputation in Houston. That's like their reputation in the country. Yeah, and I mean, and they do it towards their own teams as well. So oh, yeah, that's I, I was I told somebody on a show we used to go up there and watch the Mets play the Phillies, and the the girl that I was my wife at the time, she used to talk shit to the Philly fans like in Philadelphia. And I'm like, you need to stop, like you're gonna get me my ass kicked. <laughs> I was like, I'm like sorry for her. She's had too many white claws. Uh, no, nah, she she was a beer drinker. No liquor. She was crazy, but she was she's a good lady. But yeah, man, she's talk shit. I just, yeah, and then uh, I saw the Austin fans came around and trolled some of our boys. That's kind of cute. I guess that's we got nothing else to do, man. Yeah, I don't. So know. they win a real trophy, then come at us, dude. They're they're posting pictures with the, the Copa Tejas. That's not real. No, I mean, it's it's real, but no, it's not. It's not a thing. And it, besides, it doesn't mean anything. Fucking San Antonio beat y'all. All right. Yeah, for real. I mean, I would, dude. I would totally. They're the real be, Copa Tejas. There should be an actual Copa Tejas with the USL Championship teams and the MLS teams. Yeah. El Paso, RGV, San Antonio. Even if they play in the off season, yeah. some of those games are friendly. Yeah. So as a preseason tournament, make that your Copa Tejas. It's perfect. It's perfect for your warmups. And I don't know what's the benefit of going and playing in Tucson, Arizona. You're not going to pick up any fans in Tucson. Yep. But you go to places that don't have an MLS team and people that are like, oh, I want to go see if how much better they look. We don't look that much better. Sorry to disappoint you. And last night we looked worse. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so you're Naga in. I'm Naga in. We agree that the knee jerk reaction is a little bit much. Yes. Oh, all right. Here we go. So I asked some people to uh, to tell me about their the, the, the opinions from last night. That one's yeah. Here's one. Uh, no organization. Nobody seemed to know what they were doing. No urgency. No drive. I don't think anyone knows the game plan. If they do, it needs to change. We keep hearing the club's transitioning and has been for the past few years. You want to take this one? Or you want me to go first? A few years. <sighs> yeah. I mean, whenever it's really hard to mask or have any excuses when you get beat six zero. Um, you know, listening to the post-game conference I, I even tweeted out that you know we were waiting for like i think it was supposed to start like at 8 45 it didn't get kicked off till like almost 8 20 and uh the first one to speak was actually you know acha acha being the captain and was they, that the little oh, 60 second clip they put out where he was saying about how they're trying it's hard well it's yeah and, and the the thing is like first of all uh they only let victor ask questions um basically they pick victor they're like we're only we're gonna only you know take three questions victor asks his three questions they're like all right gotta go 
And then they went to Nagamura and there's like, hey, we have a few questions. Victor has a question. They're like, all right, we got to go. So that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, I understand, you know, you're probably pissed and you really don't even want to talk to the media um, after, uh, you know, such an ugly loss. Was Paulo fucking eating their asses out again in the locker well, room? Well, not really, because uh, the guys that tend to ask more questions are uh, they did, and were in Spanish and then in, in, they, nobody asked in Spanish, which is again. And there's people there. But uh, but I mean, you can tell whenever um, Victor asked him regarding kind of like what's the feel in the locker room and, you know, playoffs being done and you get that that pissed off basically both of them, Ache Ache and um, Nagamura. And so if you go back, I think uh, Billy already went and po- posted in our YouTube channel the yeah. entire thing and just listen to it, man, even though you don't you know, if you don't speak Spanish. I think he put subtitles in there, so it's good. But. Achacho just mad. He's like, wait, there's, you know, we're not knocked off out of the playoffs yet. Like, unless mathematically there's no way, then we're not out. So don't ask stupid questions like that. It was kind of funny. And same yeah, thing. We're with not. Nagamura. We're not out. That's why. I, exactly. Why would we play the kids? Why do we want to quit? Why yeah. do we want to give the fuck up, man? Like, there have been teams with more. Ad, uh, for instance, after Hurricane Katrina, the eventual state champions were from a high school that was fucking demolished by the hurricane the same year. Mm-hmm. there have been teams in worse situations that have done more do i think we're going to win mls no do i think we're going to make the playoffs nah yeah. we can though fucking i don't i don't want to see uh beto avila and tiago if that Quinones, <laughs> whoever they throw out the young kids when uh, we can yeah. still make the playoffs i'm so pissed i threw my mic i apologize <laughs> oh man i can't see your video i have all my notes up and no you're good you're good Twitter i updates. dropped it by accident Oh, no, right. no, no, no. I, I agree with you. But, you know, if you look at how many games are left out of the uh, 11. What, 11 games, I'll say there's I think the easiest like on paper that it should be a win is Dynamo playing against Kansas City at home. You that's it. You know, everything that's a else. That's a rival game. Very difficult. They still got they still got Zussi, whatever yeah. his name is. Is it Graham? Yeah, Susie. Yep. Susie. Graham, Susie. So Wade asked, and I, I actually I wasn't going to ask this one, but I, I have the answer. Uh, oh no, go back to back to the one we talked about. I think there was drive. I don't think there was drive from everybody. Yeah, I think there was urgency from some people, but I, I think there was definitely drive. You can't tell me that Olferson, Lundqvist, uh, Dorsey, uh, Fafa, Fafa. I know Fafa doesn't but- score in one v ones, but he tries. And and the crazy part, man, the crazy, I think what's, you know, we know what the scoreline score was, you know, at the end of the game. But the first 15 minutes before the PK that was called, fine. that um, we actually had possession. We were moving it very well. We were moving the ball quite well. We didn't get, obviously, all the way up top. But we, we were doing our thing till that, you know, P, PK was given on a, Given and taken away, obviously. Yeah, Starris tried his best. Right. And then obviously that goal came. We were about to we were on their side of the field and you know, quick uh counterattack killed us for that first goal. But yeah. I mean that was uh old Timmy. Yeah. Timmy got beat. Zeka was high up the pitch, and then uh yeah, sorry, man, but if you're gonna push Zeka up that high, you need somebody faster than Parker. Parker can't do that, and yeah. Starris no. certainly can't do that. No. Starris moves slower than Tim Parker. All right. <laughs> Wade asks, he says, how do we get a ball in the final third and immediately play it all the way back to our keeper? 
because we don't move off the ball. No. We stand. Do we? It, it's not basketball. It looks like we look like we're trying and, to isolation. We just stand there. And I, I think the biggest issue is that people, you know, obviously see, or I hate when people say we have a very talented team for us to be in this position. The question is, do we have a very talented team? Talented compared to I feel to like because I feel like we were dead last two years straight. Are you guys forgetting that? Are you guys forgetting that? A lot of this, you know, yes, there's some new players from two years ago, of course, but last year there's still, a, you know, you got players that are still here not producing anything. Yeah. And can we question, you know, some of uh, Nagamura's tactics? Of course, he's a new coach. He's not going to get it right, right away. But I feel that when he does give some players the opportunity and, and positions them well, they don't perform. And you know, there's you know, two sides to a coin. Yeah. You talk about his 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 tactics. His subs are what people question. If we're losing by one, and he subs in a defender, that's okay because a defender keeps them from scoring. And if they score, now we're down by two. Like I I understand it when they sub the backs in. Our backs mm-hmm. are attacking players. Like there were people that questioned those, and I was like, how did you know? How do you, I'm stupid, and I knew that. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. a I'm an idiot, yeah. but I know. That the way our left and right back play and why Lundy hasn't gotten more of a break is beyond me. You need subs and they're attackers, Dorsey and who's the junk Junko. Junkwa, yeah. Yeah, they're Sammy. attacking players. Sam the man. For sure, for sure. And yeah, I think just some um, you know, you have to really see the big picture and everybody on the field and not just say, Well, how come Pasher stayed on the bench? Well, Pasher has been given opportunity after opportunity. And he does not produce like we expect him to produce as a super sub, as whatever it can be. He's very inconsistent, just like the rest of the team. Yeah, um, we are not consistent. No. But I We're thought consistent Pasher about looked, losing. Pasher looked, he looked peppy when he got out there. And that's what he does. He's a late sub against tired legs because when they're tired, then he's better than them. And and I think I, I even, you know, on Twitter, I was like, you're losing 4-0, which it was funny because right when I said that we got scored the fifth goal. But uh, you know, you're losing four goal. It doesn't matter who comes in because people are gonna question it. People are yeah, gonna be I like, saw that. Are you yeah. losing 4-0? Why are you putting a defender? Okay, if you're losing 4-0, why are you putting a striker or a forward? You know, like people are gonna find a way to just they don't understand. Like either you stop the bleeding or you're trying to get some back, but usually when you try to get some back, you're gonna bleed again, you know? They're looking for something to find wrong. Yeah. They want to find some way to, to to make somebody wrong. And that's that's a that happens a lot. A lot of people like to look for reasons to uh get mad at and, people. And I think, you know, you're you're definitely uh can everybody has their opinion. I'm not trying I'm not here to try to tell you what to think. You know, if you want Nagamura out, you know, you who are listening to this, not not you, Finister, but, you know, if you want him out, that's fine, man. Go put some banners up. Go get him out. But then I, I guess we'll see banners again when the next coach arrives or yeah. whenever. I hope they're double-sided. Yeah. I don't want I don't want us to keep wasting paper to fire coaches. Uh, yeah, just – Get white out and change the name. I mean, I'm sure that you know that fire Matt Jordan is still somewhere in. You know, one of them. That. One of them said, "Like, can we have a? Can we just have a conversation about it?" Look, I saw people responding to the official Dynamo account saying, "Shut the fuck up, Nagamore out." Like, we're tired of your shit, Nagamore out. That's not. You're, you're not having. You're not gonna no. have 
a real conversation yeah. with them. And guess what? If you have to say, can't we have a conversation? You're not them. You're not in that yeah. group. If you have to ask me, yeah. can we do this civilly? Then you're not in the group because you're obviously capable of offering that option. As am I. I'll debate it all day. <laughs> but if you're like, fire him. No, not yet. <laughs> I, I think the big, the funniest one, you know, that you're talking about people um, getting it with, with, I guess the dynamo account or just the dynamo social media admin but it was a lot of like you know get this or, or you know if we shop around for players might as well start shopping around and talking to coaches like why why you Dude, don't whoever understand. runs our dynamo social media account like they have got they to be so their lives, thin man. they're so thin they're sick <laughs> from the stress like i made a couple of dirty jokes that got me a lot of backlash they put out a score and they get it way worse than I ever got it. I'm just like, I, I picture like just a skinny little sick, real pale. And his clothes are too big. And it's definitely fluorescent lighting. And one of them flickers. Like it doesn't even fucking work right. Cinder block walls. It's just a depressing fucking place. Leave the kid alone. That's, you know what? It's Tab Ramos. That's where he went. They kept doing the club. He's the fucking, we promoted you, Tab. Oh, and that's another thing. Where the hell is Tab Ramos? He was actually out there watching a Barcelona match or something like that because, again, he was never a coach for the MLS or anywhere else, guys. And a lot of people were out there saying how he was going to be the next big thing. I mean, he has the pedigree as far as, you know, being able to earn the respect, having done what he did in MLS and with the uh, Olympic team. And right? as a player, of course. Yeah, as a player. Um, And Paulo kind of has, too. So that's important because there are players that do not respond to coaches who didn't play. They always will feel like there's a there's a gap, and there there are exceptions, but you have to be a phenomenal coach to to bridge that gap. Oh, all right, Marlone. Marlone says Naga. Well, if Naga wants to show he cares about the process, he needs to let Dyna two players come in and get some minutes. No, no, no. Who's better? Yeah. Who's better on Dyna two? Honestly. Yeah, no, no one. Avila was tearing that shit up. Guess what? Yeah. He got two appearances, and we haven't seen him since. And his ratings were in the fives. They're not better. Do you? I mean, when Rudy? When would you say, "All right, now we integrate the youth"? Like, at what point are you bringing the youth? When in? when you're out of the playoffs, when you know that you're, there's no more playoffs. If you know there's, I mean, you hope that it goes all the way to like the you know decision day. But if you know four games before the season's over is we're done. You know, start integrating some of the guys, and you already have a big list of like people that are not going to be back. Um, you know, whether the contract expires or they terminate loans or whatever the hell is going to happen. But they that's when you start putting some of the players that you brought in, like uh, you know, the defender guy, Michael, what is it, Dos Santos that he plays with Dynamo Dos, or you bring Nelson Quinones, or you know, that new kid from uh, where's the new kid from? He's from Monte Caldas, the Colombian, yeah. Oh, Quinones is from Colombia, but there's another one we're linked with. Oh, the Argentinian guy for Independiente, which yeah, it seems like it seems like it's not going to happen. His name is Pozo. Yeah, yeah uh, Pozo. I don't think it's not going to happen. It looks like they, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, well, it happens. You know, it'd be great if it did, but yeah, it 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 looks like it may not. What's crazy is, I like everybody and their mother agrees with what you just said. It'd be great if they did. It'd be great if we brought in young players mm -hmm. but everybody wants to win now also yep like you we're, we're too much of a we want our cake and eat it too and they'll they'll look at teams like philadelphia because they had a lot of academy kids up there and they'll say philly did it 
how mm. long has Philly been doing it? Exactly. We're just now getting organized. We've been disorganized for a long time. We're just now we just have a technical director now, finally. We barely have a reserve team in our city. Yeah, we, we have an actual not RGV, not eight hours away. Right. We've we've got Dynadose, we've got decent facilities, we've got stadium upgrades coming, like black seats. I hope yep. they're not plastic, dude. They'll be hot as hell. Uh, they're mesh, I think. But... People are going to cut them. Like, what kind of mesh is uncuttable? I want to see this mesh. I definitely want to see it. Yeah, someone oh. like, sits on them. Hey, you I come saw... back and your seat is not there. I saw Strange Booby this weekend. <laughs> we had a pool day or the pool yesterday, and these guys and girls, they're all playing a beach ball, so they're hitting in the pool. It wasn't like exciting booby. It was like 55-year-old tit. She goes to hit the ball and her titties just straight up popped out and she didn't notice. And then I like, I saw him pop out and I did like a double take and I looked and I had, I was, I had my arms with my girlfriend and I was holding her and I went, Oh, titty, titties out. And there it was sure enough, boob. And like she hit the ball again. Then she was like looking around and she goes, Oh shit. And then she pulled him back up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, oh, there was a weird man. vibe yesterday, man. There was like a, there's a lot of plastic girls there. Um, we spent a solid 20 minutes trying to figure out if these three girls were either related or had the same surgeon. I was like, I don't know. They look so alike, but they also look alike enough to not be related. It's crazy. Is that Lake Charles? Yeah. 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 It was a, it was a good time, it, uh, but, but two days is plenty, man. I, yeah, I wouldn't I mean, want to stay more than that. I was going to say, you pretty yeah. much stayed in the resort. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. We didn't go anywhere, but, um, yeah. It's all Fertitta stuff, so the food is all like it's overpriced stuff that they just heat up in an oven. Mm. It all is, but yeah, I mean, steak was good. Chef Mike doing his work. Yeah, we did get uh, the steak from the steakhouse. That was delicious. It was really good. But yeah, man, Marlon's third point is uh, get a tender to replace DQ. We know. I think, I think we, I think we all agree on that. Yep. Uh, it's not Coco. Coco's not that ten. He's he's close though, isn't he? He just doesn't have the passing ability, I don't think. Uh, he has a passing ability. I just think he doesn't have the uh, quickness to to react to like the who he needs to pass it to. Yeah, his vision. Like he doesn't see it quick enough. Right. His vision. There you go. Yeah. Kind of missing the vision a bit. He's definitely come along, though. Coco Karaskia has really gotten better. Yeah, we had, uh, I think, uh, guys from Philadelphia were messaging us, you know, the DT crowd, and they're telling us how they were very – so you know they're very impressed with Coco. He's good. Yeah, yeah. It's like man, y'all getting whooped, but man, Coco's good. Lundy's good too. I'm I'm not saying he's he's not he doesn't do flashy stuff like Coco. Oh, for sure. I think I mean some of the guys that are gonna be here for a while. You know, whether it be I think Lundy Lundy's contract is up too. So that that that's one that kind of intrigues me. He needs to come back. But yeah, I would bring him back. I would bring him back. Um. And I think pretty much everybody else can 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 go, but I think Lundy I would probably keep. And obviously you'll have players like Sevas, Ache Ache, that and Coco that are gonna be crucial to build around. And you know DQ is another guy that is his contract is up. So do you bring back a thirty five year old or yeah, not? I do. Um, yeah. He's 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 eligible to make the All Star game. He's like the sixth highest shooting grade or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, I would bring him back. He's still, aside from Hector Herrera, he's still the best player on the field for our team. But, I mean, that says a mm -hmm. lot about our management. Speaking of management and things, here's a good one. Miguel. Miguel's fired up. He says, poor from the defense. 
Nagamura didn't include the most reliable players in the starting lineup. Um, I guess he means Hadebe. I know he got hurt in training. Somebody told me. Who right? Who else would you say was on the bench that's reliable? Seren? I would call him reliable. I mean, you technically played your start, your best eleven, except for maybe a one or two. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not playing DQ is he's one of your yeah, best. maybe maybe you put a DQ instead of Thor and Hadebe instead of Stedis, and that's your best eleven. Well, somebody said Hadebe got hurt in training, so he didn't even make the game. Right. Well, I was just saying in general. Like, oh, so yeah, yeah. If you're talking about yeah. that lineup, then basically that, the only one missing was a Davey. That is for that the is back the, four. Yeah, it is pretty much the best. And then he says, uh, the mentality of the players were so bad, it made fucking Sporting KC look like Saints. I don't know what that means about Sporting KC, do you know? Yeah, like, and see, another thing that I saw too was like, well, there's no fire in the coach. I was like, well, the coach is not doing the player's job. You know, it's it's easy to blame a coach, but you know when you have once the goals are coming in, what can you do? I mean, it's not again, a hard game. You just keep no. the round ball out of the net, exactly. And then when you have the round ball, you put it in the net all the way over to there. Yeah, it's not it's not difficult. But, but I mean, go ahead. The, the big issue that we've seen, Finister, is the fact that the opposition is like, hey, Dynamo, here's the ball. Try to score on those. They know we can't score. They know we don't have any true game changers up front. We have been putting Ferreira on an island, and again, people are going to keep blaming, you know, Nagamura. Oh, well, he, well, Fafa or Pasher. It's like those guys aren't assisting anybody. They're, they're just not built not. for this system. They're exactly. Not, they're not built for this. And what system do we want to be? Because typically you overlap with the fullbacks and send crosses in from there. But Lundy's not like super attacking. Like it's typically how it works with the four three three. And he has a he's tied, I think, with the most assists along with Quintero, if I correct. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh it's harder to cross it in when you when you're inverted. Right. It's a different type of cross. Exactly. It's not yeah, as, we it's have not as uh, easy. I mean, we saw how when uh Fafa ends up playing on the left, his best thing that works, you know. 30% of the time is to bring the ball in and, and shoot with his right. Yeah, his left. That's what he did non-existent. against Minnesota. Yeah, that it happens often. No. A lot of people are saying the roster needs an overhaul. I mean, I don't think that's that's debatable. We know right. that. We we've known we that. Know. We've known that for four years. The moment Tab Ramos came to town, we're like, we need a we need an overhaul. And see, the the thing too though is Okay, you bring up Ramos, and that's good to bring up because Ramos did bring a lot of his guys. You know what I mean? Like he brought people that he had dealt with, whether it be the well, mostly U twenties, a lot I mean, of young kids. No you know, money. He traded he got in no for Cedric Valentin. He traded in for Dorsey. You know, or you know, a lot of pickups like that. And because he knew a lot of those guys, it was easy for him to kind of you know, trust them and for the players to do work because they knew they were being trusted. They were brought in for a reason. And it, it's the same thing as right now, you know, with Nagamura, those are not his players. He's going to try to bring players, maybe not, you know, that he necessarily coached because I'm, I'm sure that <laughs> all the players that, um, that went through his system are playing in the first team at KC and, Casey's having a rough year. Lucio's in Italy. Salary, yeah, there's a 
you know, quite hey, a few. Nagamore leaves Kansas City. Kansas City goes to shit. Yeah, that's it was, ne- it was never Peter Vermees. It was always <laughs> Paulo. Yeah. And that's why he needs to stay because he needs to get he needs to get a shake, a fair shot. And you can't do that in a season. No. Not without a shitload of money. And we didn't hire him early. We didn't hire Onstead early. He gets two years. Yep. No, exactly, man. It just it it makes no sense because again, you're gonna make yourself start over and it's the same process. You, whoever the new coach is, is not gonna do well. We'll make it to the playoffs, right? I mean, even with this team, if we make it on the playoffs, we're going to get crushed by whoever we play. You want to go against uh, LAFC and get uh, a loss? I, I mean, watch Gareth Bell score five goals. Yeah, that's one of my points. Is I put Nelson in for that. His career is already dead. It's already <laughs> yeah, dead. No. We need to have a funeral. Let him take let him take the heat, heat for sure, man. I'm sure Mel- Nelson was very mad. Like, you guys fucking picked tonight to play the worst games of your careers. Thanks. I was going to feed my kids. Um, what was the other one I saw? I think a lot of people, you know what it is? I've seen people that mention, and I've done this too, to talk shit to other clubs, but we talk a lot about our big unbeaten streaks, our records, yeah. our back-to-back titles, our, our five trophies. We're not there anymore. No. This team would get destroyed by Wilmer Cabrera's 2017 and 2018 clubs. No. They would fucking murder this team. I mean, three to one. I think it'd be a three to one game. And that and that's that's another time too, you know, that that we weren't a good team with Cabrera, like uh squad wise. But he had what he needed. But we had exactly he knew that it's like we I have Kyoto, Elise, and Manotas. We're gonna play counter. Because that's what he and does. He that's would he kill plays. you in the counter. They, that's they, how we made the 2017, you know, semifinals and got crushed against a good team that would play against us. No, we were in the Western Conference final, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were one game yeah. away from the MLS championship. I said semi. My bad. Yeah, we. I mean, we played against Seattle and they killed us like five zero aggregate. Yeah, they embarrassed. That was Dempsey because it's a team that it's more. You know, they they play better. It's another union type of. And you know what? Anthem. One of the things I saw because I think Will Bruin scored on us. Yeah, and he game. scores on us often. And everybody always goes, "Bring him back." Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a starter in Seattle. I mean, if you want to live in the past, really, yeah, well, and Chris Wondolowski. And you, the big issue was that, you know, you had these really talented guys, you know, again, at least at Kyoto, Manotas. We know Kyoto, you know, fell out of favor quick, and all we could do was trade them. I love them in Montreal, though. You lost the other two guys for, you know, nothing, you know, at least left for a million bucks, man. That hurts. Well, I'm sure they're selling. It's just bad yeah. business. He, yeah. We tried to sell at the wrong time. We sold when yeah. he wasn't performing like he had been, and when we needed to. Like we we cashed. He Matt Jordan cashes chips in late a lot, but a lot of people do that. And he, but Jordan was still a terrible person, and not a very good genius. No. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's still a lot of things that people don't understand how we don't have international spots because we were they were given away like a long time ago by yeah. Jordan. So now we have to find ways to scrap some back. But you know. Wilmer Cabrera was successful because he got the pieces he needed for the system he runs. Yep. Uh, I don't know what the hell system Tab Ramos ran. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I know what Cabrera was counterattacking football. I know Paulo is a possession-based football because I can see it in the stats. Yeah. I think that Tab was like counterattacking and counterpressing, which I don't think that that's that's the intensity oh, yeah. is too high in Football Manager. Yeah. Put you, you in the you, red. 
You'll die. Yeah. And you should never have a player play every single game in professional soccer. Especially if his name is Tim Parker. Exactly. I mean, especially if his name is Tim. If it was something fancy, like Tiago Parker, sure. He sounds exciting and like he has flair. This one just sounds like he disappoints me while high-fiving everybody in the world. Yeah. Can be Tim. The saddest high-five ever. No, man, there was zero hype from Tim the other night. Although, if I'm Parker and I'm looking at Steris, I'm like, man, somebody finally is making me look good. <laughs> you are me. Dude, coach, kitch, kitch. Can we start him more? Right. Daniel makes me look good. But uh, You want to plug your show again? We're about at an hour. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Um, yeah, I guess if you if you want to stop talking. Yeah, I'm sure. surprised my kids. So I'm sharing, like, this room is next to my daughter's room, but there is like a restroom right next to me. So I think it's a good spot for me. So I don't have to wake anybody up. So if we made it past an hour, that's amazing. They're sleeping. But uh, yeah, they're sleeping. Oh, I know very late, very L- late. Little are young little kids. I have a three-year-old and a two-year-old. Oh, it's this late. They're going to be up. Yeah. So no, they, they, uh, after church, they usually nap, but they didn't fall asleep till like almost like four basically. So. I'm going to have to wake them up soon. Um, but my again, my name is Rudy Segura. I've become a, not a usual, but I'm I'm here often. Think, Finn, we, we have a good conversation all the time. We do. We are. I, I was talking about you over the weekend to my girlfriend, you and Christian. And I was telling her how we're able to have like we can actually joke with each other. Yeah. And not have to worry about like anybody calling each other, like trying to cancel one another. I was like, I get like yeah, they're yeah. a little bit older. They get the locker. Yeah, that's one thing. I think this newer generation never got slapped in the ass with a towel in the locker room. Yeah. And that's why they're so sensitive. Like, if we went back to that, we'd have a lot less hurt feelings. Oh, perfect, perfect. So I saw someone, someone, uh, right now, you know, still keeping a dynamo, but just like that. It was like, I think. I, I mentioned the fact that, like, at this point, you know, being that the score was getting ugly, that Gamersha just left his team out to get embarrassed. And I think someone wrote back saying, like, well, you know, that, that may hurt their feelings. That basically what it sounded like to me. And I'm like, dude, if they're that soft, then I don't want them on my team. Like, the whole, you know, you can't take that. We, we're not. You need warrior mentality to win championships, not participation trophies. Yeah, you're getting paid millions of dollars to kick a ball. Like, I mean, if I was getting paid that much, I wouldn't need to have feelings. I'd have plenty of money to kill my feelings. Mm-hmm. And dude, that's there's people that aren't built for it. Like, not everybody plays sports because they don't like pressure. Not everybody yep. does like, I don't know, not everybody paints because they hate criticism. Like, there's a lot of people that just, they can't handle it. And I don't know, but professional athletes, it, they got there. They can handle it. They're paid to yeah. handle it. It is literally their job. Like Glenn Davis. I'm sure Glenn Davis on air has wanted to, he's also from uh, the same state as me, has mm-hmm. wanted to resort to his roots and use some of his his choice words. But his job is to not, so he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Although I think my favorite uh, ESPN personality is Holly. Oh, yeah. I like her. She's a Philly girl. She's funny. She is a she- Philly girl. Fucking love her, man. She is phenomenal. I love the shit she writes. She doesn't give a fuck. Love her. <laughs> she does. She does. She just says what she wants, but she gets away with it. And I'm fine yeah, with she, it. She told us, like, she's usually in the media box when I'm there. And she was just telling us how basically they told her to, like, ease it down on her Twitter because she works for ESPN. Oh, yeah, I know. So they're like, hey, tone it down. Because Twitter loves her. Yeah. Twitter fucking loves her. Like, 
ESPN is not reading the room. Twitter doesn't like everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was an Austin. Oh, did you see the Austin guy that t- uh, admitted to being pro-life? The Austin no. FCs? Dude, there was this guy in Austin with a pretty sizable following, like 8,500 people, who posted how, hey, Austin, you know, not everybody's pro-choice. Some of us are pro-life, and not everybody's a Republican that's pro-life. He now has 7,500 followers. <laughs> they <laughs> fucked him up. <laughs> they went like when i fuck with them they just go to apple and spotify and rate me one star that's right. fucking fine dude they murdered this fucking guy and he's one of their own they have zero loyalty yeah, no, zero. Turn. i mean that's a Cecilia dominguez thing basically the same thing man he okay look i know i fucked with him about you hire guys that abuse women he was never found guilty i just did that to get under their skin i don't i don't think running him out of town for an accusation mm-hmm. is is right it's not like uh, due process. It's not what we're supposed to be. That shit bothers me, man. It really does. And Josh Wolf actually said something about that, the cancel culture and how they're quick to rush and we need to wait for the investigation. And you know what they didn't do? They didn't go after him. Of course not. But yeah, man, that was uh, that was fucking funny. But that's the thing is, everybody's entitled to have their opinion, even if you fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Like, uh, what did I make? Did you see that I made a Nazi analogy? Somebody mm-hmm. wrote something like, uh, dude, it was in like the La Hinchada. It was uh I posted that meme. Oh, and, and somebody had said, like, uh, well, you know, everybody should have an opinion. And I said, Well, you know, the Nazis had opinions. Okay. Not everybody's opinion is valid. It's it's not. Mm-hmm. But then they were like, Oh, so f- Naga outs Nazi now. No, it's not what I mean. Not are you? I mean, do you guys are you anti-Semites and that was your way of coming out? No, dude. It's just some opinions don't deserve to be listened to. Yeah. Fucking stop yeah. listening to everybody. That's our problem. Yeah. But yeah, man, I love uh, I love you, Rodrigo, and uh, Chris. Love y'all's show. Love Thanks, man. So I guess I'll give a shout out so you can close it out. I'll try to interrupt your your exit. because hey, You kinda... know, there's uh, one of the most exciting podcasters in the game is dusting off his microphone. <laughs> He's jumping back in, man. Yeah. After I hit stop recording, we'll talk about it. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, but, uh yeah no my name is again rudy segura with uh dynamo theory uh you can check us out at you know pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast that's what that's my i guess bread and butter uh like finister mentioned uh it'd be christian rodrigo my brother and myself we do the uh podcast and try to record every tuesday night so episodes show up wednesday um and that's dynamo theory podcast or the official Dynamo Theory podcast, but yeah, we we are fans for the fans, trying to you know get get as much content for you guys, and definitely can't stress it enough. Check out our website at dynamotheory.com. We again try to pump as much material you know for you guys to listen. Try to keep it accurate, not trying to misinform you by any means, but yeah, definitely check it out. Dynamotheory.com. They uh they release on they record Tuesday night you said Monday night uh yeah Tuesday nights that's why I record on Sunday they're the only ones I don't want to compete with y'all I know Sean sticks around on Wednesday I don't want to compete with you and Sean on the same day yeah it's fun it's fun we it's it's easier to record I mean we've talked about maybe recording live every now and then but it's definitely did you just pick your nose no I didn't pick my you nose did. I felt like a little you looked hair. at it you looked at it yeah. I, I, okay so fine i mean 
It's okay. I have like hairs in my in the top of my nose fan. Jesus. Like, I got, I, caught, pick, I got caught picking my nose in the line at Starbucks this morning, getting a coffee at the casino. But did you eat the booger though? Absolutely not. Uh, it's right. disgusting. <laughs> my daughter eats them, dude, and so does my son now, my eight-year-old. He's discovering boogers. It's fucking gross. Yeah. He goes to town, dude. He eats apples and boogers. That's like it. You want an apple and marshmallows too. It's a it's a lot of protein, probably. <laughs> he's an interesting little fella. But no, what is it? Empty calories. God, that's why he's so. That's why he's so fit. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, like you said, like you said, uh, for the fans, dude. We all just want this team to do well. Yeah. And I don't. I don't see the point in constantly bashing them. I, I don't. I don't think any of those guys when they put the jersey on Saturday night, they were like, "Yo, let's go out there and fucking suck tonight." Let me. Let me add something before you close us out. Um, yeah. we're just jamming whenever, around, man. Yeah. No. I, well, especially with the fans, you know, trying to get too serious again, but. There's one thing that was said again, uh, and I've heard it before. You know, you know, if you call in, if you listen to Soccer Matters and you call in, that's great. But I think we need to do a better job of pushing, you know, everybody else. You know, the regular ESPN. You know, whether it be the the morning show or the afternoon show, or just hit people on Twitter that you know are you know the media guys for, or sorry, the sports guys. For ABC thirteen, for Channel two, all those guys talking about like tagging them and stuff. Yes, because there, you know, there's so much that we can do compared to like what big media can do. You know, we gladly are here to give your, you know, our opinion and ask questions for the coaches and for the players and try to get some feedback from them. But we do not apply real pressure, you know, in quotations compared to what a big media could do. And the biggest pet peeve that I've had is, you know, even with, you know, Dynamo stuff, like you, you listen to uh, the wheelhouse, which is a crappy show, in my opinion, compared to what the Blitz used to be, which Blitz Holly used good. to be in that show. Blitz was good. Yeah. Just to get crapped on often. But anyways, they, they don't even talk about Dynamo and, and there's definitely more of us that like the sport, that like the MLS. Was that you and- that posted that this morning about Holly's? Eight to ten, and Bo. No, that's that's actually Victor. Victor posted that. Yeah, that because, was good, man. Because I tag, I tag, yeah. Because uh, again, I had heard it before, and he mentioned it too a little bit, um, in that uh, recording yesterday on on Twitter Spaces, and I think it is very important because you know you need to get more people to know to not get okay. There's definitely a lot of more, you know, Latin Americans and Hispanics and all that that are involved in soccer. But just because of that doesn't mean we're bumping out, you know, the rest of the um, the 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 population that likes the soccer. Yeah, exactly. And so we need more people to put pressure on them to like actually talk about the team instead of just investing time, literally all offseason or offseason football offseason. They spent every single episode that I kept listening to was about Deshaun Watson. The guy doesn't even play here. The guy, 22 civil lawsuits, like who cares? You know, it's just pointless stuff that they think it's, you know, hot topic, but they could do a better job of, of pushing, you know, soccer. And that's my two cents of it. Yeah. We could do is there's me, you, Sean, Christian, uh, Eric, I guess keeping tabs. I don't know if we want him tagging anybody. Sometimes he's really <laughs> negative. Sometimes he's really upset. Like, yeah, Colin, if you're taking your medicine, we'll give you, we'll tell you who to tag. 
Yeah. If you're not, put the keyboard down. For sure. Um, we could like always just decide like, hey, for the next month, let's all just tag this news outlet. We should. Yeah, we should. We'll we do should. that. We'll bring that up in the uh the little podcast chat we got. Yeah, we we need to. We need to apply that pressure. We can target it in things that we release. I like. I won't target them like my my way weird shit. Yeah. My real stuff, I will. But like, you know what I mean? Like podcasts yeah. and news articles. Y'all should be doing that anyway. Dynamo theory. Yeah, I think I think we need to start pushing it even more. I mean, obviously, like if if you look up anything Dynamo, you know, you Google Dynamo. Our articles are probably the only one that pop up. And I, I, yes, it's great to see that. But I want, you know, the big media to pop up as well. Have you ever Google best Houston Dynamo podcast? Yeah, I, we're number one, I think. You're second. You better slow down, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which, I don't know which, what are you using? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It shows me and then you. Oh, it's Who's a rivalry. First? Who's first? I, I don't know how they organize this, man. I have no clue. Wait, it's what's not, the website again? Let me look it up. I just quick. went to Google, typed in best Houston. I do I do it like every few weeks. They have these best little uh, soccer podcast. Best Houston Dynamo podcast. But they don't release it like in a uh your episode comes up first, but my last episode they show is May 30th. Oh. So, I know there was a list somewhere. Yeah, there's these little blog places that will release. Oh yeah, lists. the feed stop. Yep, yeah. Yep, I got you. And uh yeah, you guys are number one on that one. You got that big the big following. Yeah, it's all good, man. We're all doing this with the same purpose. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have no hate for anybody. Like I said, as long as you inform people correctly, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all our opinions, but you, you can't give, you know, I don't know. You know, sometimes it's good to give back to the community, you know, and really help people in need. You know, they're uh, in dire situations, lend them a hand. You know, use our platform for good. Yeah, I think so, man. I think. I think, uh, you know, I've said in the past, I, I kind of for a long time, you know, I've, I've been a Dynamo fan since the very beginning. And then, you know, life happens. So you lose track of it. Sports period for me for a while. And me getting back into it, you know, I started listening to the appeal for for, you know, even though there were old Edson. episodes. And Edson, um, yeah. Yeah. And and, you know, those guys kind of got me more interested of like, wait. This is something we can do, you know, like I, I don't have a, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you don't either like a journalist type of, um, what's I'm going to call it degree or anything like no. that. It just, you know, you do it because we're fans and we really do care for the team and we want it to grow and the, uh, you know, fandom to grow and the community to grow. So we do it to try to, you know, make an impact of like, Hey, we love this, this sport. We love this team. And when it's doing bad, when it's doing great. And so we want to share that with everybody else because soccer is such a big part of our community. And, you know, and we are a soccer city after all. Yeah. You know, so I mean, take that Austin. Take that Austin. Yeah, Austin's nothing. Hey, I'm going to go to, a, I'm going to go to the a World Cup match over there in 2026. Oh, wait, never it's gonna mind. Be, it's going to be lit. Uh, <laughs> shit, I was going to say something. You were talking but, about, oh, what were you talking about? You went on, and I had something. I tipped my tongue. Now it's gone. Damn it! Well, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I don't remember. And I, I feel like I was going about. there to somewhere too, and I completely forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, because I tried to get my thought out before it escaped me. Now I oh, about there. listening to the appeal. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. Listening to the appeal doing the podcast. Uh, oh, and you know, to be honest, we all do like this is a thing that opens windows. Maybe this might be something that like. 
one of us, maybe it leads somewhere else in our life. Maybe we go somewhere else and do something with this. You know, yes. it's it's something yeah. else. Like we all kind of like attention just a little, and we all everybody wants to be a little famous. We don't. I won't be, not for good reasons. Yeah, and oh yeah, that that's where you were going. I was just saying that we don't have like journalism degrees yeah. and stuff like that, and we follow this because it's a passion. You know, like yeah, and that's again, what I have a me full-time off. job. I just got my real estate license. I'm gonna be even more busy. No so. way, yo! Yeah, next summer I'm buying that, a house, so you're gonna you're gonna do my stuff. Hey, sounds good, man. Yeah, just, keep me in mind. I'll, I'll give you text my. Me, uh, just text me the codes. I don't want to be able to other. Actually, you can't do that. Yeah. It's illegal. I know yeah. that because I had a realtor yeah, no. that used to do that for me. He would just text me the codes, and then somebody <laughs> walked in. They go, "What are you doing here?" I was like, "Looking at the house." Where's your real estate agent? Yeah. He said, "Texted me the code." They can't do that. I was like, "I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't go to school for real estate." Yeah, dude, and that's it's yeah. one of the things that bothers me a little bit most when people uh, like criticize our shit. We're not professionals, dude. We're just like you, and we're just trying, yeah. which is it bothers me too when we bash the players because they really are trying, and they're just humans, and they fuck up. Yeah, just, I want yeah. I want us to buy ones that fuck up less. That's all I want. And they're like, what do yeah, we need? So, I mean, there's a lot players. of things we do it, and I think we do a hell of a job of just you know giving as much information as we can gather. Yeah, you guys put a lot out. I, I haven't seen the new one on Sergio, but I'm gonna check that one out. Yeah, we we try to do that, and, and yeah, that's another thing too. You know, I think at the end of the day, uh, the team is nothing without their fans. So that idea of you know kind of spotlighting some of the fans that. You know, if you're somebody like me that probably has only missed like one game in like four years at PNC, like you run into people and you just kind of you see somebody wearing something like that. When I did the uh, what's his name, uh, David or yeah, uh, Frankfurt, you know, do you see a guy oh, yeah, with a yeah, fussy yeah. hat and you're like you recognize that guy every single time. So you want to know a story behind it. And I think it's so important that that we allow fans to kind of get a voice, too, because. You know, we uh, we all as fans are, you know, we invest our money, we invest our time. When are y'all covering Dinoclaws? Bro, okay. Funny Dino story. I sent them a message a while back and I haven't heard back. So that's another guy that it's, you might have to wait till December. Probably, man. They are working so hard. What I what know that he has a website, so I may just shoot him a website and be like, Hey, can you shoot like a photo? Uh what's it called? Yeah, I think he he has a he has a website for I've for, sat near his section and they are pretty rowdy. They, they get are. chance, yeah. They had some chance going, not like bad ones. There's there's like, a couple guys like that that I, I'm interested in, like obviously him. Um, uh, but there's a there's another guy that I've seen. There's a guy that dresses all orange, and then there's a guy body like suit. in the Indian army that it's like, like in that body wears, suit. that's weird. That is always like shirtless, but it, like uh paints his body orange. I haven't seen him. Uh, yeah, I've seen him a bunch of times. Does I he even, wear, does he wear like him. jeans, trousers, European swimsuits? No, no, not that. He keeps. I think he keeps jeans on or sh- normal shorts, okay. not very revealing shorts, and uh, and always wears like a hat. Yeah, my I, my shorts need to have six pockets, or I'm not happy. Right, and I need to be able to fit things in them. Cargo. That's right. Cargo. That's the way to the way to go. Way to go. All right, man. Hey, thanks for stopping by. I got to take my my son, my oldest son, turns thirteen tomorrow. So he officially becomes an asshole. <laughs> like right now, he was just practicing, but tomorrow he is officially a teenage asshole. Well, there you so go, man. We're gonna go out to uh, taking him out to dinner, and he, he's funny, dude. Like he'll we'll be out, and the lady will be like, "What would you like?" And he'll be like, "Bring me a Yingling, please," because <laughs> I texted that to him one time to get me a beer, 
And he just made like this little rhyme out of it. So now he does that shit at restaurants. And like when we're out with people, like we'll be out like at somebody's house and he'll walk up to the counter and like tap on the counter and be like, bring me a yingling, please. And the ladies will look at him like, does he, is he for real? Should we get him one? I'm like, no, he's messing around. Don't give him any beer. That's hilarious. But yeah, man. But hey, well, thanks. Thanks for stopping by. Yo, I'm, I'm glad we had this talk. This was therapeutic. It really is, man. I couldn't. That's why I was like, I, I have time today, man. I, I, I it, you know, Tuesday is a little too far for, for me not to say anything. Yeah, it's uh, there's just so much negativity here and a little positive feedback and knowing that there are people that I consider uh, important in this industry that agree with me. That feels good because, dude, fucking rabid wolves out there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Anyway, guys, stay positive in all the good ways. Not COVID, but positive on the team. And realize that this was never going to be a one-year fix. I'm Finister. Rudy, thank you for stopping by. And as always, go die. Albert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again. Scoring goals left and right. Felice with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.